The Bible Study Podcast, episode 624. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the book of Nehemiah with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with this story of Nehemiah. We have already got them working very feverishly, finally, after years of not doing much work, rebuilding the wall, and everybody is pitching in, and they're building the wall, and then they build the wall, and it's all done. No, that is not how this book goes. There is, as we hinted to two chapters ago, opposition. Opposition to the rebuilding. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Amorite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. I'm going to pause here for a second here. So the first thing that happens is these people who don't want to see Israel prosper, these people who have other priorities, they are standing outside and they're doing what people do when you start something is they're mocking and they're making fun. Now, this is not really all that effective in terms of opposition unless you let it be effective, right? Unless you let those taunts change your work because they could have stopped. They are sitting there with apparently heaps of rubble and it must look like this task is impossible. Will they finish in a day? Well, of course they won't finish in a day. So what they need to do is keep working until they do. But it can be easy to get discouraged. And what they're trying to do at this point is they're trying to discourage them. This wall is too broken. This task is too big. It's too big for you. You are too feeble. You can't do this. And so Nehemiah prays, and he prays that God will turn their incense back on them. Let them be found in a land of captivity. Hey, we just came from there. Let them go there and see how they like it. But then their real reaction is they keep working. They just ignore what's going on, say a few prayers, and they keep rebuilding. And now the wall is half its height because the people are working with heart. I love that. We said last time how motivated the people seem to be and how energized and how led they are. This is definitely a book about leadership. So, But now at this point, now the people who are opposing this see that words don't work. So they go, so this is what happens. 
But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out. And there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemy said, Before they know it or see us, we will ring them, we will be right there among them, and will kill them and put an end to this work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Therefore I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I looked these things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes." When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. And so they hear that they are going to be attacked. Now, not just attacked with words, but they are literally going to be attacked with swords, and they have reason to be afraid. They have reason to fear these Arabs and Ammonites and the people of Ashdod who are looking to destroy them, or looking to frustrate them at least. And so they take precautions. They keep rebuilding. They get the warning from these people who live near them that come tell them 10 different times, you know, these people are going to attack us. And so they station people with their swords and spears and bows, especially at the low points, at the, the places where they are still vulnerable. And the people are getting tired, but Nehemiah says, don't be afraid. You know, don't slow down, don't quit. Remember that God is the one who you're doing this work for. Remember the Lord. And also, if you have to fight, then fight. Fight for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Be be ready to protect this, but don't give in. Don't stop. Don't stop this work just because there is danger. Now there's real danger. Just because there is opposition. This is either an important work to do or it is not an important work to do. Is it, If it is important, it is important because it is important to God. And if it's important to God, then it's something we need to keep doing. And it continues, From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. 
Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. At that time, I also said to the people, have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night so they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon even when he went for water. And so they're continuing this work, but they're continuing this work ready to fight if need be. Now, the other good news is, it doesn't say this, but remember the people are getting exhausted from all this work. Well, now half of them are on guard duty, and so it does slow down the pace of the work a little bit, but it still continues, and now they're actually getting a break. So it actually works in some ways towards the good of those who are working on the wall. But they're working on the wall with their spear in one hand and, and a brick in the other. Basically, they're trying to get this done, but they know that there is a chance that they will be attacked. They know that there is opposition to this. But again, it's either worth doing or it's not worth doing. And so they carry on with this work. Now, my thinking is that Nehemiah probably knew there was going to be opposition even before he started. Remember that two chapters ago when he went out and scouted the wall, he did so under the cover of darkness. He knew that this was something that to accomplish this work, you weren't going to accomplish it without opposition. And so I think he may have been prepared for this, but his plan is we work, we're ready to fight if need be. I've got the trumpet guy with me, so you know, listen to the sound of the trumpet. If you hear the trumpet, follow the sound and meet me there. That's where I need you. Uh, so he puts his plans in place and he encourages them and he spurs them on to finish this great work. Do they finish it? You will have to come back next time and see. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.